It's Forum Week on Flat Chat. Oh, what's that? I've just invented it. <laughs> it's <laughs> we can talk about things that have come up in the forum. Oh yeah, you've got lots of things come got up. Lots, lots. I get lots and lots of things come up. I get, I get two or three things come up, but then lots of people respond. Mm. Oh yeah. Um, some of them making more sense than others. It has to be said. And more sense than you. Often, this is the case. <laughs> That's good. But we've got a lot of material to get through. Um, so, I am Jimmy Thompson. I write the flat chat column for the Australian Financial Review. And I'm Sue Williams, and I write about property for Domain. And this is the flat chat wrap. Well, having announced Forum Week... Mm-hmm. Our first story isn't about the forum at all. <laughs> Somebody, one of our listeners to this podcast contacted you mm. with, I thought, a strange story that it's strange because I'm surprised it hasn't ever come up before. Yeah, I've never encountered anything like this before either. Basically, this person bought an apartment off the plan in the inner west. Yeah. And then subsequently, the developer changed the plans. Right. And she made the point that Unfortunately, she's bought the place, but she's surprised because it's changed quite quite a lot. Now, is this the apartment that's changed? No, or? it's the area of the apartment complex. So before, her apartment was meant to look out onto greenery, yeah. um, a really lovely view. And now it looks as if from the plans, from the amended plans, it's now going to be looking out onto other buildings. Right. And the buildings are much closer together than they were originally in the original plans. Right. And she made the point, quite rightly, that it's interesting when developers do change DA submissions mm-hmm. and when they amend them, they obviously they have to reapply to council. Yeah. And then council, the local council, will let all the ratepayers within that area know about these these amended the, the, their changes. changes yeah. yeah. And so ratepayers are then able to have the opportunity to object or yeah. to not do anything. But the people who have bought into the, the building, because they're not ratepayers unless they live nearby Just anyway. To live, yeah. yeah. They're not hearing about these changes because Until the developer they, doesn't have to let yeah. them know. Wow. And do you think the developer should have to let them know? Yeah, absolutely. Because this lady made the point that the only time you're actually going to be told is you can go onto the New South Wales government portal and say you want to be told of any changes to a a DA, certain numbers of DAs. But, you know, most people wouldn't wouldn't realise that. You just no. kind of assume in good faith that the developer is going to go along with the original plans. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't seem that they're under any obligation to let you know. It would be the simplest thing for the government to do, to bring in a regulation that says if you're making an application to council, you mm. should also inform people who yep. put a deposit down. Yeah, absolutely. And there should also be... Because, you know, under the current legislation, if the developer changes the apartment by more 5%. than 5%, you're entitled to pull out of the deal. That's right. But I don't know if that applies to the same, to the plans, you know, to the outdoor plans. But it should. Yeah, it certainly should. If, if you want to pull out because su- suddenly you don't have much of a view anymore, I wonder if it's possible that you might lose your 10% deposit. Hmm. The, uh, I remember there were a couple of cases. There was one building down in Chinatown in Sydney. And in fact, there was another one up on the North Shore in, in North Sydney. And in both cases, 
the apartments were sold on the basis that you will have fabulous views. In, in one oh, case, I remember that too. F- fabulous views over Darling Harbour, in the other case, fabulous views down to Sydney Harbour. And then the same developer came in and built another building in front of the one they'd just sold, mm. blocking the views that they'd sold. That's right, and saying, this one has even better views. Yeah. And, I, and I know that residents of both blocks went to Land and Environment Court to say, look, we were sold on the basis of this. And I think the response in both cases was, well, when you got the apartments, the view was there. Yeah. And you don't own the view. Yeah. And that's that's kind of a principle in planning law, isn't it, really, that you, you can't actually own a view. In, in some cases, you, you know, you, you kind of expect other developers to build buildings in front of yours, perhaps, if there's vacant land or there's yeah. old houses there that, that may be ripe for redevelopment. Yeah. But you don't expect the same developer <laughs> to no. do another building in front of you. And you'd be it'd be reasonable. I, and I think they probably approached this from the wrong angle. If they'd said that the builders had acted or the developers had acted fraudulently, that they knew they were going to build mm. in that space but they didn't tell people they were going to build that space and they were misleading their customers. Yeah, but maybe the developer would say, oh, no, it's only just occurred to us to do that. You know, it's kind of quite hard to prove, isn't it, really? But certainly if, you know, to get back to the original point that we were talking about, if a developer, when they put a DA in to change anything in the vicinity of Mm. the, if they had to tell the prospective purchasers, of their apartments, people who put down deposits, by the way, we're making a massive change to what we've sold you, then people would be entitled to say, well, either I'm not buying it or I'm not buying it at the price. Mm, Sure. Yep, give me a discount. Yeah. Yeah. Remember years ago we made a joke, we we did a a list of uh, real estate definitions (laughs) and we said a secondary views meant you could see the building that had the views. That's right. And then about a month later, we saw it in an ad. Yes. This this, <laughs> this apartment has secondary views of the harbour. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. And these poor people in the building looking at the building with views of the harbour. Enviously. How awful must that be? Uh, it's interesting. I went to Sirius the other day. Yeah. And looking at that, that's got fantastic views over the harbour. Well, As you know, the yeah. former... Um, housing commission block that's been redeveloped and being sold off as private housing and they're now multi-million dollar apartments but it's really interesting the the architects have made it so that when you're one side of the building you can actually look through and if there are no curtains or blinds down you can see all the way through to the view of the harbour right which is Great. You know, yeah, the, the yeah. people outside have a bit of view, view of the harbour <laughs> through. But when people move in, you know, it might, may well be they put in blinds. You and would they, assume. Yes, yeah, exactly. But people standing, staring, looking yes. through the window. It's kind of fun at the moment, though. Mm. Get down there and have a look while you can. Yes. Um, right. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that is on the forum, and that is what is common property and how can you have common property inside your apartment? It's after this. So we've had somebody writing to the Flat Chat Forum basically saying they're in a building which is six years old and they think it's still under warranty. Um, they, there is a building manager in the building and they've noticed, the person who wrote to us noticed cracks in the ceiling 
and around the window. Mm. And they've gone to the building manager and said, are these defects? And the building manager has said, oh, it's only a defect if it's more than two millimetres wide. Is that is that right? I've never heard of that before. No. So that immediately got my alarm bells ringing. Mm. And I said, look, this is common property and they need to fix it. If your building is six, almost six years old, you're running out of time to claim this. And then we got into this exchange with this person. It made me realise how many people who live in Strata don't understand what common property is or even what the owner's corporation is. You know, because we're basically toing and froing with this guy at the end of every uh, post saying, get professional legal advice now, you know, Mm -hmm. and just do it now, do it now. And hopefully they we've got the message across. But, you know, he keeps coming back and saying, well, you know, it's it's in the ceiling and the corner at which it's also in the wall. And they say, well, that's not common property. And and then he said, in any way, if it's common property, the owner's corporation have to fix it. So why would I worry? And you're saying, because you end up paying for it. Mm. You, if it's if it's the owner's corporation is paying for those repairs rather than getting them done as defects, you're mm. paying a share of it. But you're also paying a share of every other defect in the building that should be getting fixed by the developer. The developer. Mm. And then it came down to this guy getting sounding quite frustrated, saying, "Why can you keep calling it common property when it's inside my apartment?" Mm. It's kind of a, a strange concept, I think, for a lot of people to get their head around, isn't it? Really? Yeah, and, and especially since the definitions are a bit woolly. Mm. Um, you know, like you're. Your ceiling is common property. But your ceiling covers. Yeah. The, like your painting and stuff. Yeah, That's isn't. yours. And, you know, a, an internal wall that's non a non-supporting wall is not common property, but an internal wall that adjoins another apartment or adjoins common property is common property. Yeah. Um, doors, your front door is common property. Mm. So your front door is common property. And the closing, the automatic closure mechanism on it is also common property. So anything that's attached to that door is common property, including the handle and the locks. Yeah, and a lot of people um, don't quite understand that because they often want to put in um, their own lock, an extra lock onto the door. Or a spy hole. Or a spy hole, but they actually really need permission to be able to do that. Yeah, and they certainly need permission to paint the front, the outside of the front door. Yeah. Strictly speaking, they might need permission to paint the inside of the front door Mm, if that affected the fire safety of the door. But I don't think anybody would actually enforce that. Mm. So it just made made me realise so many people are labouring under total misconceptions about what is common property and what isn't. And and people think, well, they say, I've bought this apartment, so obviously the four walls and everything inside the four walls mm, is, mine. is mine. And you say, well, look, the four walls to which you refer are not yours. <laughs> and then yeah. there's the thing that a lot of people, they talk about, oh, the owner's corporation have to pay for all this. And you go, yeah, but you are the owner's corporation. Mm, yep, absolutely. That comes as a shock to a lot of people. Yeah. And my favourite one is... I hate this owner's corporation. How do I resign? (laughs) 
Yeah. And and you say, well, you can't. It's like, you know, death and taxes. Sure. You know, you're inevitably going to be irretrievably bound into the owner's corporation. Mm. All you can do is to get a little bit more active in there. Mm. I always think of it as like, a friend of mine wanted to stand for parliament in Australia, but she was actually originally British. Uh-huh. And uh, so she had to relinquish her British passport in order to stand for the Australian parliament. Yeah. And when she spoke to um, the consulate, the British consulate, they said, well, technically you can't actually relinquish your passport because... Your citizenship. Your citizenship. To paraphrase John Howard... We decide when you can be a yeah. citizen. Yeah. <laughs> so you can't actually. So you can say that you you've denounced your citizenship, but in fact, you know, if you don't get into Parliament, and she never got into Parliament, so she yeah. ended up going back to Britain. Yeah. Um, she could just just get her passport back again. Yeah. I remember yeah. when I lived in Kenya, a lot of expats there were renouncing their British citizenship for tax reasons. Mm. I had a friend who worked in the British High Commission there. And uh, I said, how does that work? He said, well, you're never not British. Mm. If you were born in Britain to British parents, you're never not British. All we do is take your passport and put it in a file, yep. a filing cabinet. <laughs> and then get it back out again. And, you, and you, when you suddenly realise you've made a terrible mistake, or <laughs> when you do something like, this is something else they told me I hadn't realised. You know, people, they talk about people signing the Official Secrets Act. Mm. You don't have to sign the Official Secrets Act to be bound by it. Ah, it's automatic. If if something is a secret in Britain, then every British person Mm. has to keep it secret. (laughs) So, Mm. yeah, all these funny little quirky things. But no, you cannot resign. You can denounce your citizenship, not denounce, renounce Mm. your citizenship. Mm. Or you can denounce it as well, if you like. But... You could say, for an owner's corporation, you could say, this little corner of the building that I occupy is now going to be a separate country. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But it won't do you much good. No, No. you still have to pay your levies. That's right. And And the thing about common property as well, I remember in our building we had a a huge issue. (gasps) We had um, a spare little um, area in our building and we decided you know that was all common property and we decided to turn that into the building manager's office because mm. we didn't have a, a builders building management office in the original plans so we turned that into a management office and then somebody who lived in the building said well um, I want to go and work in that office as well and we said well you can't yeah. <laughs> because that, that belongs to the building manager and he said no 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 it belongs to me as um, somebody, a member of the owners' corporation, and he couldn't get the idea that that while it was common property, not everybody would have access to it. Yeah, and and, and that is an issue for a lot of people. But um, and when you think about it, people say, "Oh, I mu- I demand access to the the electrical uh, control room," mm. and you say, "Well, no, you cannot have that access because it's dangerous to you, and you having access to it could be dangerous to us." Mm. So I just start from that principle that not all common property is common. available to everyone. Mm. Um, then, you know, and then think of it in, a, in government terms. You can't just march into a police station and say, can I plug in my laptop and work here because I'm a ratepayer and <laughs> I pay my taxes, therefore I own this police station. Mm. Absolutely. I'm sure that people have tried, but... Uh, <laughs> 
Yeah, it's funny just just getting the people's heads around the concept of common property. You would because we talk about it and live it all the time. We tend to think that everybody has a base level knowledge, and not everybody does. No, and as well, there are always these kind of little quirks as well. I mean, if if you dropped a hammer through your window, an outside window, you would be responsible. You'd have to pay to get it fixed, but you probably have to use. Um, a tradesperson that the owners' corporation approved of, mm-hmm. and and return it to the to the state it was before. Like you couldn't suddenly, if it was a a wooden um, wooden frame window, you couldn't suddenly introduce an aluminium frame window, which is which would be kind of more hard wearing, no. but quite different. So you know, it is quite a complex topic. I think. Well, this is something that has also been discussed a lot on the the forum: is who pays for accidental damage. And we've been uh, had quite a heated debate about a scenario where somebody's uh, pipe leading to the dishwashing machine burst and flooded the common property ceiling and some property downstairs. And they were saying, who's responsible? And I was saying, well, the owner of the dishwashing machine is responsible because they should have maintained the dishwasher. Other people were saying, well, it's accidental. So unless you can prove mm. that there's negligence, then it's just an accident and the insurance, the strata insurance should cover the whole thing. And the reality is that insurance companies will go, there'll be strata insurance, obviously, but there'll also be home and contents insurance. And the insurance companies between them will just go, oh, look, you pay that and I'll pay that and mm. we'll call it quits. Because that is a lot easier and less expensive than sitting down with assessors and experts and engineers and lawyers and saying, right, this is how much you are liable for that damage. Yeah. So there's, there's a strata law and there's regulations and there's bylaws and then there's reality, which is over there somewhere where people just need to get things done. Mm. When we come back, uh, we're going to have a chat about an interesting problem that's come up for uh, a flat chatter. Um, and it's all about talking in your backyard. That's mm. after this. So what's the problem we're talking in your backyard, Jimmy? Well, the person who wrote to us said that they'd received a notice to comply from their strata manager from a neighbour who had presented the strata manager with a diary of all the times that our reader had been sitting out late at night in their backyard talking loudly, mm. presumably to other people. Sure. and Or on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and she was kind of horrified that suddenly out of the blue she would get this quite threatening notice because a notice to comply is is a Mm. standard form which Mm. says you have breached this bylaw and if you don't stop breaching the bylaw we're going to we're going to take you to NCAT and you will be fined and it tells and it has to legally have the bylaw that you're supposed to have breached and it's quite clear from the tone of the post to the forum that the woman was shocked that Mm. This could even happen. Mm. And and again, it's this confusion. She's saying that the strata manager sent that, there was no meeting, and the person who complained isn't even on the committee, so how can they complain? 
So it's been badly handled, I mean, you have to say, really, because, you know, somebody should have approached the woman when it started becoming annoying and saying yeah. to her, said to her, look, you know, we can hear you clearly and it's really disturbing or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, it should have been handled a bit better than just going straight to a, a breach notice, shouldn't it? Yeah, I mean, we, we don't know. We only get the edited highlights, of course, of what mm. had happened. I mean, perhaps this neighbour has said something, you know, can you keep the noise down at night? Mm. Or maybe they're just too timid to say anything. I mean, we mm. do get people living in strata are just, they'd rather go through official channels because they're too timid to confront the people themselves. Sure. And uh, as well, I mean, like I, I've been talking to a woman, woman at my gym and she has a problem with people upstairs. Um, there's some noise that they make a lot. <laughs> yeah. And it, she thinks it's maybe... Um, paneling on the outside of their apartment, which flaps in the breeze. Yeah. And it's really disturbing. But she's too scared to talk to them about it because she's sure that they will be able to hear it as well because she thinks they will take revenge and start kind of wearing high heels or big <laughs> boots and stuff and start banging on the, on the well, floor, which would be her ceiling. So it, you know, that kind of thing some, does happen. It does. There are some very unreasonable people in Strata. Um, I was just talking to somebody in our building yesterday who has a bicycle trainer like I have. You know, it's a mm. back wheel is taken off and you attach the chain to this kind like of... Like a Zwift thing. Yes. Or a Peloton or a... And it's not a Peloton. Yeah, but it's, those kind of things. Yeah. And um, it doesn't make any noise. Uh, if it's anything like mine, it makes no noise. Uh, I make more noise grunting and groaning on the bike than the machine makes. But new people have moved in beneath him, mm. and they've said this that bicycle trainer makes a, is making a lot of noise, and you know it's really, really? disturbing. Well, and he said, "Is he saying, well, I can't hear anything here?" And he's he's videoed himself on the bike to mm. show that it doesn't make any noise. Mm. My amateur engineer hat on. I think what's happening is that the silent vibration of the machine. Mm. It's resonating through the floor and through the ceiling. Right. So even though he can't hear anything, the people downstairs are getting some sort of buzzing or rumbling because of the resonance. And what he needs to do is it's not just a case of putting down a rubber mat, which he's done. It's actually putting down, I would say, three different materials Mm. to break up the resonance yeah and they don't have to be rubber you know it could be a a, bit of carpet or yeah and a piece mm. of plywood and a a rubber thing yeah but i think the way that vibrations travel every time Mm. they hit a different material it breaks down the Mm. the resonance Mm. because he should just get somebody to have a go on his bike while he goes downstairs with his neighbors to listen to the noise oh yeah 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 Uh, absolutely But this comes back to what you're saying about the woman. She's sure that the people must be able to hear the flapping sound. Mm. Well, maybe they don't. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's only the way it connects with her part of the apartment block that they're totally oblivious to it. Or they think it... I mean, (laughs) I remember complaining about um, noise from, I thought, construction in the apartment above us. Mm. And it turned out to actually be in the apartment one floor below and off to the side. But because of the way this building is built, noise is transmitted sideways and up and down in ways that you could, you'd could you never imagine. Yeah. So just 
to assume that that noise is coming from the the person directly above you and that they will be able to hear it, I would just ask the question, where's that noise coming from and can it be fixed? Mm, yeah. But I do recall years ago somebody wrote to the column and said uh, they were disturbed by this, some, a, a new person had moved in next door to them and he was a nice young man he seemed very friendly but every morning they would hear him groaning and then followed by a thud and then there'd be another groan and a thud and it kind of sounded like he was having very noisy interrupted sex mm. and and she didn't know quite how to raise it with him just to say do you realize i can hear you yeah. And she said, like, it happens every morning, it happens every night, and at the weekend, weekend it happens three times during the day. And she said, and I, I never see any signs of any women or men coming mm. and going from the apartment. It's really weird. Mm. So I had to think about it, and I realized he was lifting weights. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bang, as he drops the weight. <laughs> and, and I think, if I recall, I said, get him to put rubber pads down. Yeah. So that at least when he drops the weights, it's not mm. thudding quite so loudly. Or he should apartment. place the weights. Yeah. Down well, as you know, well. if he's doing it properly, he shouldn't mm. be dropping them. He should no. be lowering them under stress, as yeah. our trainers keep telling us. Yeah. And another aside from the forum, there's been a few emails uh, or posts recently, people talking about fire fire safety tests and inspections. And, and things like, how come they, I don't have a little notice on my door saying when it, the door was installed? And then a fire safety inspector said, you've got to have one of these little plates. And then when they put the plate in, it's like the date is the date of the plate, not the date of the door. <laughs> and somebody else saying, how come we've had the same fire safety inspectors for years and everything's been fine? And then we get a new fire safety inspector and they suddenly find all these problems and are they just creating work for themselves so this week a fire safety inspector has written to the forum oh. and answered all these questions oh how fantastic so that's on the forum if you're wondering why your fire safety bills have suddenly gone up the answer is on the flat chat forum oh that's great and i think that is pretty much all we need to say for this week forum week has started. We'll try and do this at least <laughs> once a month because there's a lot of really good stuff. Yep, sure. Comes out really interesting stuff and they're very mm. real problems. Mm. And, and if uh, one person's having that problem, we know that there's bound to be thousands of people yes, actually really having that issue too. Absolutely. All right. Mm. Thanks, Sue. Pleasure, Jimmy. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Flat Chat Wrap podcast. You'll find links to the stories and other references on our website, flatchat.com.au and if you haven't already done so you can subscribe to this podcast completely free on Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify, Stitcher or your favourite podcatcher just search for Flat Chat Rap with a W, click on subscribe and you'll get this podcast every week without even trying. Thanks again talk to you again next week <laughs>